necessarily, I say. Moral challenge is good. Gravy counts as moral challenge. Some good ones from before. Would you rather eat a rat with the fur still on or eat sewage straight from the pipe? Would you rather have your father sing at the supermarket or your mother fart in the principal's office? Would you rather be a murderer who gets away with it and has to live with the guilt or someone who is kidnapped by a wacko and doesn't have the courage to kill the kidnapper? Would you rather lose all your hair or all your teeth? Would you rather have a piece of rice permanently attached to your lip or a fly always buzzing around your head? Would you rather be so fat you need a wheelchair to get around or so skinny your bones snap if someone bumps into you? Would you rather die or have everyone else die? Zack gets here. I've got one, says Zack, showing up to save the day. Let's hear it, says Layla. Hello, Gannett, he says to me, special, touching my shoulder, setting off sparks. Gannett, Nat, get it? Would you rather, he says, pushing Layla's feet off the seat, Use that fork to eat a live baby or drink a pail of Mr. Harrison's acid green pea after he scarfed a bushel of asparagus. Now we're screaming. Layla's hand is over her mouth and Carson sweeps the toothpicks off the table. He's laughing so hard. Audrey races over. Shut up. Shut up, you guys. Mr. Harrison is the chemistry teacher. Worst dandruff ever recorded in Western Hemisphere. City snowfall calculations get skewed when he shakes his head. Baby, we say. Hands down, I add. We'll eat the baby. Pass the salt. That does it, says a voice in the next booth. This woman stands up with her mouth puckered in disgust, not knowing there's a gob of ketchup on her chin. Your behavior is appalling. Zack stands up and bows an apology, all the cuter because he's such a nerd. He's still wearing the white paper hat he has to put on to serve ice cream. I don't mean cute, cute, just cute. He's skinny and freckly, and he's my best friend. Except that Audrey is my best friend, but Zack's her brother. Other than when it's awkward, it's excellent to have them both in the same house. His hair is below his collar, so they make him wear a hairnet, too, but he tears that off the instant he leaves work. He likes the paper hat, though, thinks it makes a fine accessory with the patched black jeans and the skull on his T-shirt. Ah, says Zack, sitting back down. I'm done. Employment for this particular Tuesday night in history is now successfully completed. I've dug holes and I've built cones, and now it's time to rest. How many tonight? asks Carson. One hundred and twenty-three soft vanilla, eighty-nine chocolate, sixty-eight with sprinkles, and a mere twenty-four with cocoa crunchies. Thanks for the update, I say. If you guys are staying till I'm finished, Audrey clicks her pen at us, you have to order something else. We look over to see her boss glaring from the grill, apron stiff with smears. Bring it on, says Zack. Audrey nods. We all know what he's going to have after his shift at the Dairy Queen. I get a text message from Claire. Remind me to tell you what Kate said.
Audrey brings Zack his large V8 juice with pickles on the side and a plate of saltines. Then she goes to change out of her ding-dong diner deluxe dork uniform. We've done a survey. Of all the dumb uniforms any of us has to wear for our summer jobs, Audrey's is the worst. I secretly love my lifeguard tank, but Audrey, oh my God, she won't go outside the restaurant even to get on her bike and go straight home. It's this pleated miniskirt with a red and white striped vest over a puffed sleeve blousey thing made of the sleaziest polyester, plus a little hat that has an oversized crown embroidered with the face of a clock. Audrey tells the owner that ding-dong means a doorbell, not a clock. She tells him, lose the hats or rename the diner Tick-Tock. The owner's name is Bill. We call him Belly. He hates us, and he doesn't listen to Audrey.